All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome inside the Tower Chrysler Studios here on Tuesday, I believe it's the 11th of April. It sure is, Dean. Yeah, it's the 11th of April, and uh, we're all together. We're here to uh, offer each other uh, support and strength. Ah. Um, Playoffs are overrated. No fun. Mm. No fun to be had in the playoffs. As a former player at... Do you get played? Do you get paid to play in the playoffs? No, sir, you do not. What a ripoff. Right? And it's supposedly the most important time of the year. You'd think you'd be compensated. And I love to train, so it cuts into my training. Yeah, big time. time. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing, yeah. Traveling all over the place and games. And, it's... and I'm told these tickets are more expensive for these games where the players, players aren't even getting paid? I know. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Weather's turning. Let's get the golf clubs out. Play 82. Yeah. Be done with it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. You know the schedule then. Exactly. Set schedule. You got it You've all. You've always been a proponent of a set schedule. Knowing what the hell's turns. going on. Yeah. yeah, you don't need those kind of surprises. You don't know who you're playing. Like I, I was reading this morning, there's only one playoff series set. That's correct. Four days, 30 games left. There's seven series. They don't know who's playing who. Ooh. Where is it starting? Oh, Where are you nightmare. traveling to? Where do we book the jet to? This is hard. <laughs> I'm getting anxious. Damn, kids got baseball started. I can't go to... How do I know if I can go or not? Are you buying milk? Are you buying bananas? You don't know. You might be out of your house for six bloody days. 
my home or my away team to start? I don't even know yet. How am I supposed to plan my life? I'd rather just be done with it all. Well, I'm glad we're all on the same uh, same page. Uh, Flames also uh, drinking what we're putting out there because they are also out on this whole playoff thing. Yeah, they don't. Fuck it. Not interested. Ooh, Not interested. No. no. Uh, last night, 3-2, shootout. Extra time loss. Made it look good. Yeah. One yeah. goal loss. Another one goal loss. 30 of them now, I believe, on the season. 31 goal losses. If you include empty netters, it's now 53 <laughs> one goal games. They've won 20. Yeah. Ouch. Um, I was watching the game last night on the Not television, good. and um, it went to a shootout. And I was telling, I think I was telling Pinder, maybe I was telling you, mm-hmm. I sometimes when you're watching, I'm watching it by myself. Kids are in bed late. And a thought comes into your head. Oh, I don't know. That seems like something. But maybe it's just me. And then you go to social media, the social, yep. to see. And for me, uh, it's Instagram and, and sometimes Twitter. I find Twitter because it's, you have a lot more in the way of, you know, people are, are sharing thoughts. Instagram, it could be photos or videos, but this is just kind of. So last night I'm sitting there and watching the shootout and I see Nick Ritchie go out to, uh, to shoot. <laughs> And it just kind of, hmm, odd, odd choice. Haven't seen him. Feels like an odd choice. Um, but, but maybe. And then, and then didn't score. And then Nashville, of course, did score and would win. So choice, I was thinking, yeah. that, that does feel odd. But maybe, maybe it's just me. And go to Twitter and see. Maybe I'm, I'm on the outside looking in. Uh, I grabbed just, a, just a, a, a small segment of some of the Twitter stuff that I saw last night uh, when I went on. And it was uh, it was trending. Oh, so that was geez. what that's what was on Twitter when I went just to see. And if you're not uh, watching on Ooh, the geez, YouTube, that's a tough list of so, trendings. Jesus. NHL Live Predators at Flames, uh, the hashtag Fire Sutter oh. trending in Canada, Treliving, and then Nick Ritchie. Uh, and there's also some Sutter and Toffoli in there. Yeah. So then I start to kind of just go into the timeline, and I'm 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 strolling through. If you stroll on Twitter, I'm not sure. I guess you maybe you scroll or stroll. Either way, doom scroll. And then uh, some people really were starting to uh, to put their thoughts to some, maybe taking some memes or some gifs or whatever, some gifs, whatever we call it. So there was one, um, and you could just kind of roll through these. We don't need to go into. Uh, into the exact exact uh, detail on each ones, but safe to say, the internet world, <laughs> the social media world, was also quizzing quizzical about why it was Nick Ritchie with your season on the line. Oh boy, that's oh. with your season on the line. Now again, that, that's obviously Eastern time. I don't want to that's confuse right. people. Yeah, that's right. So it was. Uh, were we? And I'm guessing we're all in the same boat. Uh, it's a. This is just a little small tidbit, and we can move on from it because Nick Ritchie did not cost the Flames the playoffs. But it was. Uh, it was an odd choice with your season on the line. Yeah, it kind of felt like one of those things. Were, Retro, were you in the same? <laughs> the same boat. How can't you be? Yeah, it was picked up as an afterthought. Almost, it feels like. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is what he is, and you're, he's going to be the face of the franchise when you need a goal in a shootout. You know, there's, there's a lot yeah. of guys that are here for a while. There's a lot of guys that have had phenomenal yeah. uh, offensive seasons. Okay, there's a few that maybe don't have great shootout track records, but let's go to a guy that's been here a hot minute and maybe he's on a PTO in this league next year. 
you know what I would do? I would, uh, I'd let him, I'd, I'd healthy scratch him for game 82 and let one of the other guys play yeah. on home ice just to save him maybe some grief. Scorn. The, yeah. Let's bring in our, uh, our NHL insider. He is, of course, uh, the man with Daily Face Off, uh, Daily Face Off Live. He is there. He's Frank Saravalli. Uh, I didn't see anything on, well, or did I see anything on your, uh, on your Twitter? I think maybe you were out there. Were you also, <laughs> were you also somewhat questioning the choice of uh, Nick Ritchie in the shootout? Somewhat questioning. I mean, sure. Let's just leave our, I don't care what the numbers are for Tyler Toffoli. Let's just leave our leading goal scorer and leading point getter on the bench. Yeah. He's been awful in his career. It's weird. Um, Toffoli two, two for, for seven. Yeah. Two for 17. One lifetime. for two this year. He scored in Minnesota to win the game and then didn't score in Vancouver on Saturday. I, I mean, I, I'm I with wanna, you. I don't want to spend too much time yeah. on it because it's, it's it's a small part of it. Yeah, that. let's not get lost in the weeds of <laughs> what is essentially inconsequential. When this team lost to the Chicago Blackhawks last week, that was their season swirling down the toilet. So how did we get here? How did we get here? Because I was I, I was kind of going through, and we'll do it as you guys were saying on Afterburner last night. We got a long we got a lot of time to go through everything. You don't want to do everything on day one. But when you think of the start of the season, there were there were Two a months, lot of people. Yeah. This was could to be a home ice team, absorbing the losses of two hundred point guys. Looks like they'd be all right. This whole thing and depth down the middle, depth the Bolster strength the of the line. team. When you could finally go three centers deep, finally Backlund is in that third line center spot where he should be. How strong it would be! Pretty much everything outside of Toffoli, and I'm sure there's some other. Some other stories for Dubé. He matches a season high in goals, I guess, or a career high. Yeah. But outside of that, it is a laundry list, Frank, of things that went sideways or just straight downhill for the Flames this year. I, I did not see it coming. Who did? I mean, I picked this team to lose in the Stanley Cup final. It's a kiss of death, Frank. I, I mm. just, well... Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a story for another day. But, like, the point being, they were a trendy pick. And the reason, the multitude of reasons, there's a million of them. I'm going to start with the goaltending. That, to me, is just look at that. that go back, Alex, to that previous stat board. Jacob Markstrom, 892. The difference between 892 and 920 or 922 last season that's eight points at Easy. least you want to go to the one goal games 18 13 and 17 that's the record 30 out of 48 games pinder you took it a step further and included the empty net wins i don't know why you'd you know further uh you know bump up the number to 20. losses it's yeah a half it's measure out of the losses <laughs> yeah, that's what it was okay uh, and then let's let's start with the Richie decision in the shootout is like it's the it's the cherry on top of the head scratching coaching decisions and lineup choices from the number of months that Milan Lucic spent in the top six to the four months that Jonathan Huberto played on the right side of the lineup. I mean, let's go through them all. There's no shortage of them, but. The Richie one was just like, all right, yeah, whatever. Let's just add it to the list. 
Is there is there something uh, like we talk about all the things that went wrong? Like power play was awful, goaltending like at five on five, one of the worst two or three teams in the league, brutal. You had massive career low seasons from uh, two of the biggest drops in the NHL last year. This year, your two prized free agent additions. With all those things that went wrong, they still only got eliminated in game 81. Is that a weird silver lining in a dysfunctional room where it doesn't feel like the players and coach are on the same page? Like, does that give you optimism or does it still scream to you, blow it up, it ain't working? No, it further underlines just how damn disappointing this season was. The fact that you have that collection of talent and you still almost backed your way into it. And if not for the Winnipeg Jets to open the door in the last month, you would have had no prayer. That just makes it nine times more frustrating than it should have been for this team because clearly they have the goods and the talent to do it. And if you want to talk about chemistry and culture and all the things that go with that, to me, it starts right at the very top right with Daryl Sutter, because for whatever reason, and we've talked about this a million times, if you're new watching the show, this is your first time, welcome in, come in and take a seat. If you're a regular, you've heard us discuss it just about every week that I've been on, every Tuesday all season. He was a flat out disaster this year, managing this team uh, and, and everything that went on, pushing every button incorrectly that you possibly could. He oversteered the ship. You said it seven games in. They lost to Edmonton in a game they played really well and should have won, and he started shuffling the lines. Like, I, what the I am, I am, see, I know him, and I'm not surprised by this because when he won the Jack Adams, I knew he was going to overdo it because he wants to prove that that wouldn't change him. So he's going to squeeze even harder. He's one of those guys that pushes buttons and pushes guys and is hard on guys. He didn't want anyone in the outside looking at him going, oh, he won the Jack Adams. Now he's kicking his feet up. That's not his style. So he overdid it. That's what I think. And, and I don't I, and I don't buy that the players don't deserve some responsibility in this too. You just said it. Markstrom, make an effing save. Make a save. Daryl Sutter does you played for him last year and you're up for a Vesna. That that didn't change. So he didn't make the saves. The list is long of where you want to point fingers. But certainly Daryl's He's going to be facing some heat over this because I, I guess I'd, for me, I wasn't convinced this group was going to come together and, and, and be successful. Uh, but when you do almost back into it and you do look at Markstrom and you do look at the misses the coaches had, uh, maybe there is optimism. I don't know. To me, it's still peak sadness. You are drafting in a shitty position again. And you didn't get there. And I just think there's too much tendency or trend here from 89 to 2023. From 89 to 2023. And you could say, what the hell does 92 have to do with anything? Well, maybe it doesn't. But I'll tell you what. It's been mediocrity forever. Ever and ever. And... When will that change? I don't know. But I, they could bounce back, make the playoffs next year. I wouldn't bet on them. But they could. The year after, same shitty miss the playoffs, draft an average player again. I was going to say, so does this resonate as one of those playoff misses that could shake a franchise and a philosophy? Or are you going to see what you just said because of the cap and contracts that are already handed out? 
you're going to you're going to roll this team back for the most part and try and be, just be better next year. I would expect, given the commitments and term, and frankly, I've said this before too, the guys that exceeded their value on the cap this year, you know, Toffoli, go down the list, Hannafin, like, why like why would you trade those guys? Well, if only you're going to lose them for nothing. Surplus, what I'm saying is the surplus value that Backlund and, and these guys all provide is more valuable to you, I think, than it is to others. So is this loss, is this season, this lost season going to be franchise foundation shaking? Of that, I have no doubt. Zero. There are changes coming. I, I just don't know what they are yet. And I think everyone that's around that team knows that there's changes coming too because to my knowledge, and this extends you know, pretty far into the staff, you know, equipment staff, trainers, I don't know about assistant coaches, but head coach to me, to my knowledge, is the only guy that has a contract for next year. And so it's not like he's safe. <laughs> whether that, well, I don't think he's safe at all is no. what I'm saying. So I think whether it's change at general manager and the coach is back, that's one option. Whether it's change at coach and the general manager's back, that's another option. Whether they're both gone, that's another option as well. So I'm not spitballing here. I'm telling you that there is a more or less zero chance that both GM and coach are back next season. And I'm not pitting one against the other because that's not the way that it is whatsoever. It's just that it's happening. Something's happening. And it's going to shake this team and should shake this team to the foundation that there's going to be no, hey, and you know what? We talked all season long. Could the Flames be next year's version of the Winnipeg Jets? Rhett, you just talked about mediocrity. That watching this Jets team falter and revert back to what they a lot of what they were last season is the exact reason why you'd want to make some changes. Don't just roll back the same thing next season and say, well, you know, hopefully the chemistry is a little bit better. The guys get along better. Different coach. Maybe everyone comes together. The Jets sneaking into the playoffs as the eighth seed in the West by, by the skin of their teeth is the exact reason why there needs to be some sort of change, some process moving forward in a different direction because this isn't working. Does it not speak volumes because we've, we can point fingers at the GM and then you point fingers at the coach and rightfully so when things don't go well, they all have to answer the bell or whatever you want to call it. At what point do you look at the players? And, and there's a few specifically I want to point out. Kadri in that Chicago game made one of the weakest, softest, chicken shit plays in a must-win situation I've ever seen. I don't know how the rest of his team can believe that he's going to show up when it matters again. And secondly, in a situation such as the Flames were in, does it not speak volumes of your group that none of them stepped up and took control and took a leadership role? There hasn't been a captain now for a few years, and I wouldn't give a C to any of those guys. Where do you, how do you pull apart the pieces and, and, and get these guys to realize it's bullshit? Even if you don't like the coach or the GM, 
You're supposed to like each other and go play for each other. The idea is to win a Stanley Cup. You, none of them, none of them showed me that they truly cared or wanted to. Yeah, I think at some point, instead of just throwing your arms up and saying enough with this, you band together and say, we're going to win in spite of this guy or to spite this guy. If that's what you end up being having as your rallying cry. And instead, um, in, in situations when it mattered most, this team folded like a cheap tent in a soft wind. And that's the truth. So who, I, 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 it's almost rhetorical, you're going to make changes. So if the coach leaves or the GM or one or the other, all right, so it's an emotional time. You don't make big decisions when you're emotional. We're told that's the case. But then who? Because it's generally been a, here's a first-time general manager, here's a first-time head coach, or whatever the case. How much they're getting paid? I mean, that's all kind of relative, I guess. But it's not as though you're you're getting seasoned outside of Daryl, right? But you're not getting those seasoned NHL coaches or GMs coming here. We all love change. But but then, and I'm not, I'm, it's, I agree, there needs to be change. But I just wonder, knowing how that this team operates, why would we have any faith or belief that it's going to be better moving forward, depending on who they bring in, knowing that they don't go out and get the best candidate possible all the time? Or that the best candidate doesn't want to come here. Exactly, yeah. That's part of it, too. Well, I see an issue with the owner wanting to pay market value, and I think the, in the contract conversation with the GM, there was probably a bit of a difference in opinion there where there was offers extended to both Daryl and the GM. One of them accepted, one didn't in training camp. Um, it wouldn't surprise me one iota if this owner didn't have any interest paying market value for a top coach. And when you look when Bob Hartley was on the books, they went cheap. And when Jeff Ward, excuse me, Jeff Ward was hired, when Bill Peters was on the books, if Daryl's on payroll next year, they're going to bring in someone cheap if we've learned anything about how they do business. Maybe things change, but I would expect if Daryl's gone, it's a first-time NHL head coach making 25 to 32 money if in the Darryl's league. If Daryl's gone, it's Mitch Love. And if it's not Mitch Love, you better impress me with something else. Because Mitch Love is doing a hell of a job. He's clearly worked with some of these kids. We're mm-hmm. screaming for youth, and yep. he's gotten the most out of his youth in, in the AHL. If it's not Mitch Love, you, I'll be stunned. Now, does that mean success, and are we excited about it? If Mitch Love's behind the bench next year? I don't know. I, yeah, I, you said at the beginning, just, Frank, everything starts at the top. Envisioning, just to put a bow on the coach conversation, I have a hard time envisioning a path back for Daryl Sutter next year. I expect at the exit meetings, whenever they take place this weekend, whenever it is, that there will be some difficult conversations of, and we know that you can't change out more than a handful of guys in, in any given season based on the contracts, any given off season, that there will be a handful of guys that's that more or less give an ultimatum. If the coach is back, I'm not. And that's, that's the rumblings. That's what everyone has heard that spent any time talking to people around the flames. Does Daryl care about that though? Cause the way, the only way I see him not being here is if he decides not to be here 
Not a fire? I don't think they fire Based him. Based on money? I don't, think, I don't think the Flames will fire him. They didn't fire him last time. As GM? It, it, it's a tough conversation, too. Uh, he won the, the Jack Adams. <laughs> like, a year ago, he won the Jack Adams. Like, that is something. But remember, Hartley did, too. I'm not saying. I, I, no. I, 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 long I, list of guys. It is a long list of guys. Yeah, go through the Jack Adams Award winners that were then fired the next season. Like it's a bunch. It's, Shelf life. Long and distinguished it's a, it's a jinx. list. And and is I don't even think it necessarily has to do with shelf life or anything like that. Um, and I don't think the award really means much in the sense that everyone knows that you know you could be gonged in short order following that. Mm-hmm. I I just in, in this case this was this like let's go let's rewind it back and really look because like Rhett you're big on process. It sounds kind of hard to believe. Um, you're big on process and you went back and you said, this was not the plan. Like what is, first off, what is the plan? Let's go 30,000 foot view five years down the line. What are the Calgary flames? And I can only tell you this, Daryl Sutter was not brought in for a five-year run. It was a year and a half, two and a half years and out. And when this extension happened, that was a hard right turn from the plan. So what happened, and I think more to the point, who's calling the shots? That's why I don't happened? know, and that's why I don't know that he's gone. Because I don't think that was the GM walking into the room going, we need you for a couple more years. Here's a contract offer. I think it was someone higher up making that. That's got to be the owner. Who else could it be? And so if that was the case, the owner has belief and, and faith in that man. And that's why I think Boom's saying, I don't know if he's gone. Right. We started the conversation I, I, talking I, I, about I'm, the top of the organization. The top of the organization isn't Daryl. The top of the organization is the owner. And the problem is no one's closer with the owner than Daryl. So he may well be very worthy of not returning. Is the owner convinced? And, and no one talks to the owner. We, we don't hear from the owner. I, I don't know who knows the answer to that question aside from Marie Edwards. And maybe it's semantics. Maybe Daryl hears that the, the locker room. I mean, God, Daryl knows by now. Jesus, we're game 81. But for Daryl to hear in exit meetings that there was a there was a chorus of players who were really unhappy with you, that that will be what sends him back to Viking. I, if he's not back, I think it's that be damned. It's he's I, he sees what this team is going to be. He was here all year. I'm just going to go home. Let's negotiate a buyout home. and let's. He's not. I don't think he'll go home. But the and the other point I want to make about the whole franchise and whole. How many coaches? Like how how many times do we make fun of franchises? Change the coach, change the coach, change yep. the coach, change the coach. Change, it's coach's fault, coach's fault. Holy Christ. We have been through a lot of coaches here now. Like it's it's getting you get a one and a half year shelf life as a coach. Like you get two years. That's you Hartley, Gullitson, Peters circumstances. Ward. Ward was no good. Sutter. Sutter was no good. Like Keenan. Another Sutter, Daryl, mm-hmm. Jimmy Playfair. We're talking about every other year minimum. Greg Gilbert. We, yeah, it's we've ton. changed coaches. What in the is going on? And again, I'm not saying that Daryl didn't do a shitty job this year. But at some point, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of guys in that room that have had a lot of coaches. The next coach will be their 19th. They moved here in what, 1980? So that's 
every other year. So if they, so if they bring in another coach, do you feel like well, let's next year is another? year? I don't because I saw Nazem Kadri not give a shit. Was that outlier, or was that something you expect under a coach he respects more? I think as a player, that I, uh, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say I see a complete change next year with the players and their attitude. I think they were so far gone this year. And again, Rhett, I'm not absolving them because to your point, that also says a lot about them and the way that they played. But I think they were so far gone this year from Kadri to Huberto to you know, Backland and, and the rest of the guys, they just were like, this ain't working. Can't do it. And again, I'm not within those walls. I don't know what is said and what isn't said, but it was, it was lost in January. Or if not well before then, but it was like the wheels were off in January and there was just no, let's use a barn burner phrase. There was no way to put that horse back in the barn. It was gone. So you, and that's fine. I don't coach can change and maybe they bounce back after watching this squad. I mean, you probably didn't have to watch it as much as we do. Is the talent there? Like, is the talent really there? Cause they don't score the goal when they need to. Well, they also didn't get the save when they need to, but yeah. does anyone think Jacob Markstrom is a bad goalie? We did for four months. I here. don't, I, <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, that's, but that's also the nature of the position. Like, it is a year-to-year coin flip. You don't know what you're getting. And, and yeah, maybe Markstrom, I don't know, maybe he, you know, his best days are behind him. Maybe the Edmonton Oilers broke him in the Battle of Alberta last year, and that's all she wrote. Maybe, but I doubt it. And just in the same token, did Jonathan Huberto, after a 115-point season, Forget how to play hockey? Like, I, I don't Look think like so. It. You know what? And it, it kind of comes back to a point that Rhett made. And and we've talked about this before. And just to kind of bring it, I, I have a, the hard time I have is when you're in March and you're within, you, you get, it's the playoffs. Within that room, you can look around. Do we hate the coach? We hate the coach. Okay, fine. Yeah, everybody hates the coach. You know what, though? We're, let's get into the playoffs. I don't hate you. I don't hate you and I don't hate you. At the end of the year, you know, we'll go into the, we'll go upstairs and we'll we'll tell our story. But we may as well try, and and put it together. And I guess they kind of did when you look at their record. But the the losses were so bad. But just watching the team play, we've talked about this. Troy Stetcher has been the most emo- He's been mm-hmm. the emotional leader and heartbeat of this team. And Uyghur's been pretty good as of late too. But when the new guy, the five six D man from Arizona. Is out there showing what heart and compete looks like. You got a problem. That's what it comes down to. Me. You can hate the coach, but how do you sit in the room and kind of look at each other? And it's like, let's at least try. Let's at least try. Yeah, and and you have Andreas Athanasiu come into your building last Tuesday night, and like the scene out of Dumb and Dumber, reach into your chest and grab your heart out and put it in a doggy bag. Good night. So how does this play out? They've got a game tomorrow. That's game 82. They clean lockers probably, probably Friday. Yeah. So I think you do, they're doing it Thursday. I think you missed the playoffs. It is get this shit yeah. over with. What are we waiting for? Get back here at noon on Thursday. 
Have your chat. Yeah, it's a home game. You might be right. Get out of town. Yeah. Done. So what's our what's our timeline and crystal ball here for for changes? Well, I, I guess ask yourself the question, is the man from Switzerland going to be around to, to come in and, and sort through this? Who's making the call? Who's calling the shots? I'd assume it's, it's Mary Edwards, but is he going to what, – what happens here? Does this happen via Zoom? Like, what, how does this work exactly? I don't have any insight on that. I don't know, again, what this means for – like, you know, I go back to the – like, let's go back to process and, and let's start at the top. Like, because everyone thinks that there is talent here, and I think everyone sort of universally agrees – that the work that was done last year to help give this team a shot by Brad True Living, like was did how much of how much of the blame does he 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 assembles the team and if we agree that someone else was calling the shot on Daryl Sutter, how do you then like do you just okay you're out I don't I don't know what the answer is here I really don't and does he want to come back you know, what is the situation moving? There's a million questions to answer here and I don't have any of them, but you ask for a timeline. Like I, you have to start there. Do you not? Who is running this team? You collect all the, the data and intelligence you can from the uh, exit interviews. And then what you relay that to the man upstairs and, and he makes a decision. What, how does this work? It's, it's never, I can't recall a situation like this. Usually you end up gonging the GM a few weeks back so that you can at least have a fresh set of eyes, a fresh approach, a fresh something in interim in place to run the show that, you know, whatever you're getting in return is something different. We've used the word dysfunctional a lot here the last few weeks. And that's when, when you talk about Treliving. Sh- should he be renewed? Don't know. Does he want to come back? Don't know. Daryl's got a contract. Does he want to come back? Don't know. Do they want to work with each other? Do the players want to play for the coach? Do the players want to play for each other? Where's the owner? And we talked about it last week. By now, in a lot of places, like Christ, Philadelphia put out a letter to fans or whatever, you would have had somebody front-facing come out and say, here's, here's where we're at. This is, this is what we're doing. Since Ken King passed, we've not really had anyone. Brian Burke leaves and Ken King passes away. There really hasn't been a face of a franchise here to speak to this fan base about the good, the bad, or other. What's the plan? And that was the other, you know, another point to make on that is I think the fans are fed up. I don't know if you return with the same crew next year that your base is going to be supportive of it without some sort of messaging from the top. Yeah. Nobody knows what the F is going on. Yeah. When, when Frank doesn't know, I mean, like this is the problem with the organization is that if you have a lame deck GM, you don't have a president of hockey operations. The guy running CSEC has never heard or, or speaking publicly on hockey affairs. And the owner can't even show up to cut ribbon when he gets 300 million of tax dollars. Like who's saying what to who? This is all dysfunction. And auditing a dysfunctional team feels really hard. What's real? What isn't? It's all like, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> and then you're supposed to say, hey, Brad True Living, give us answers. Well, he doesn't know the answer. <laughs> like, who are we yeah. supposed to ask here? You know, it was one of those it's things. It's unfair to him to even yeah. be in the spot. I, I think that's the most alarming issue with this team is you're asking for answers of people that don't have them. Remember Ken King, one of his things he would always say is, 
when fans can be upset, fans can be excited, it could be frothing at the mouth or you know buying jerseys, cheering. But what you need, the most frightening thing, is when they start not to care. When there's some indifference, apathy, apathy towards the team, that's when that's you need to be concerned. And for a lot of years, this that's what this fan base has been. They've been sour. They've been loving it. It's been Red Mile or it's been fire, that whole thing. And I'm not. maybe I'm just not talking to the right people, but I, I'm starting to get a bit of that. Well, I mean, uh, I'll tell you what. If they bring Daryl back, you're going to get a shitload of apathy at least you'd be able to believe in some new process. And there was enough missteps from the coach and you could look back at the years the guys had two seasons ago and say, you know what? If these guys can get rid of their pouty pants and this guy can be a little more modern and, you know, play some guys, not just 32-year-old guys in the same jewelry club, like, I think that would help. But if you're bringing Daryl back, this is going to be apathy central. So what else? I don't buy the apathy thing for one second. There's 631 people watching this stream this exact second a passionate fan base that wants answers that's not getting them. And we don't have anyone to hold to account because we don't know who's going to be here or who isn't. And they, frankly, they don't know. So get, let's get some answers. What else is going on? (laughs) What's for lunch? What's happening? Yeah. We've got, uh, I was saying we've got what one playoff series set four days left in the regular season. There's a lot to be decided yet, Frank. Where are you going for round one? Slating. Ooh. Uh, well, I was I was hoping to be in Calgary. Yeah, all right. That was my plan. Flames get in, and I was like, uh, that sounds don't like know that's happening. Well, it's sad we yeah, won't see uh, well, you. I'm tore up. It's really sad for local restaurants. It's really rough. Yeah, it's really um, rough. But, yeah, look. Look at tonight's slate. I mean, you've got three division leads up for grabs. Colorado's playing, New Jersey's trying to chase down the Carolina Hurricanes, the Oilers are trying to chase down the Vegas Golden Knights, not to mention the Sabres trying to keep their season alive. Um, You know, the Pittsburgh Penguins control their own fate again, win and you're in after the New York Islanders opened up the door. Uh, Just the fact that we, I can't even believe that we're having this discussion right now about Calgary based on the way this team, I think, was assembled earlier this year. I, I just, I don't buy it for one second that they don't have the goods to, to, to get in and to be a team that can do some damage. I don't, I don't buy it. I'm sorry. We're trying to leave that conversation. Now he's bringing it back. Well, I mean, I, we've have kept Frank for long enough. Is there anything else anybody wants well, to talk about? It does feel like it's a very flames-heavy kind of a day. Well, I don't know. maybe we'll go here. Is there a matchup you want or one that you're curious about? It doesn't sound like the Leafs are going to start Samsonov tonight and Murray's hurt, so I don't know that we put much stock in tonight's preview of that series, but there are seven other first-round matchups to be determined. Is there anything you're, you're really wishing, wanting for in this divisional format? By the way, what a crock of shit that is. The Leafs likely are going to start a goalie tonight on an amateur tryout contract because, frankly, they don't even really care about the cap situation and the impact because they're so locked in. They can't go anywhere in the standings. Their matchup is locked in. They're starting with home ice. This game is utterly irrelevant and meaningless. Samsonov hasn't started on back-to-backs all season long. And eh, for the third game in a row, we're just going to go with a guy on an amateur contract because instead of actually bringing up a goalie once we sent down Wayne Simmons on Sunday, we prioritize signing Matthew Nyes 
out of the University of Minnesota. And therefore, that ate up our cap space. And when we went back to the NHL and said, hey, we'd like to get an emergency exception and add a guy to our roster for $0, the league said, no, no, no. You spent your cap space on Matthew Nye, so therefore you cannot have a goalie under emergency exception. That's where we're at. I can't, I, I'm the Leafs, and I don't care about the cap, so I'm just going to start. They had two random guys today at their morning skate in Tampa. Check out the video. No one has any idea what these guys, who their names are, and where they've played hockey. And I'll tell you what. that this turns a meaning- National Hockey League. That turns a meaningless game, to me, potentially into something that you could look back and say, that's where they fucked themselves. Why, if you're the Leafs, Why? when you need to... Can't get out of the first round. Can't get out of the first round. So you're going to go and play the Tampa Bay Lightning, who have lost three in a row. They're on a slide. So all, so you're going to help Tampa get feeling right again and then get into re- – all the PTSD comes right back with one game, two games left in the regular season. I feel like this could be one of those things that the, the Leafs are going to regret. That you, you Put Samson off. Do whatever you need to do. Figure it out. Don't bring Nyes in, whatever the situation is. You play this game as though it matters. That you do set the tone for this playoff series that's coming up. The Leafs, no. out of anybody, I think they need to prove to themselves that they're ready for this, for this series. They can't throw a game like, like tonight's away. Frank, don't agree with you. <laughs> I, would, I, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't disagree more. You, got, you know what? You got to sh- grab Matthews your balls and give him a tug. In 82 games this season, Mitch Marner could have scored 179 points and Samsonov could have won the Vezina. And it does not matter whatsoever what happens in this regular season for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Which is why it's a mental thing to me. It's a mental thing for this Leafs team. No team is more focused on getting out of the first round than the Toronto Maple Leafs. And if they get taken to the tool shed tonight by the lightning, what do you think they're thinking about when they're leaving the rink tonight? They're going to shrug their shoulders and say, we had a guy that prior to entering the rink today, we didn't know his name starting in goal for us tonight. You might be right. Exactly what they're going to say. You might be right. That doesn't strike me as a team that's mentally tough. That doesn't strike me as a team that is unaware of how things have gone for their playoffs, uh, their playoff lives in the years past. You might be right. I don't like, I don't like, they might not care. They might be mentally fragile, but that isn't going to change in the next four days, regardless of whatever happens tonight. I said yesterday on TV, what will it take for the Leafs to win in the first round? is for them to develop and, and have some killers in their lineup because they don't have any. There are no assassins. You need them. We'll we check that... out the last the score sheets from the last few game sevens that they've lost. Who's Who scored? Yeah. No one of any significance or importance. The, you know, I just said the Flames folded like a cheap tent in a soft wind. That's what their stars have been doing, the Leafs, when they get to the biggest you know stretch of the playoffs. How many opportunities did they have last year? Take a three to one series lead, take a end the series in game six. Then you go back to your building in game seven and lose. Like, come on, you have, you know, many up umpteen chances to, to slay your demons and you don't do it. It ain't changing in game number 81 of the regular season. If you don't have it already. Do we know when that series starts? It'll be Monday or Tuesday, Frank, when those, all those series open. Is that right? With the last regular season games being Friday night? 
Yeah, I, I have. I don't know. I didn't look at the building availability. Yeah. I would no, I just the Leafs kept it wide open. Just so. for our purposes, I was going to ask you before you leave because it's the one series we know. Who do you like? Do you, is it? Are they finally poised to get by the Lightning or to get out around one? They've been the way better team this season, and I think if you've wanted the Lightning at any point in time, this is the year to get them. Like they haven't been as good victor Hedman hasn't he's not in the naris conversation for the first time and i feel like i can't remember um vasilevsky has looked way more human during stretches this year that said i i still think not think i know tampa has the better goalie and what what about this tampa team like i don't think they give a shit about the regular season and what happens either they're like, yeah, we're in whatever. Who cares? We'll turn it on when it matters. And they've sh- I would knock that thought process and theory, except they've shown an ability to do that in the last couple playoffs. And until here's here's how I'm gonna answer your question about are who who do I like and who's the favorite? Until the lightning are slayed, I'm not betting against them. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And I think the Leafs will open his favorites in Vegas and tempt people to take that money. All right. Well, we'll know more by next uh we'll know more by next week when we talk to you. I believe uh, it be opening night or you will have a game to react to. Well, and I I'm even thinking here. What will we know about Oh shit, yeah, Calgary. Yeah. Way before right? well, it's gonna we'll, get awkward party if there's not something. Yeah. I need something has to happen somewhere. All right, Frankie boy. Be good. Thanks. Talk to you next week. See you guys. You Have fun uh, diagnosing this post. Yeah, it's so great. Thanks. Frank Cervelli, our, our NHL insider. Um, he's very convinced, it seems, or he's very much leaning towards Daryl not being back. And he's kind of hinted towards that over our last few conversations. Which I think he believes that what he's hearing from the room will be enough to influence it. I just don't know if it will. I don't doubt that what Frank's hearing is true. Mm-hmm. I, you could watch the games and see that the players were tuning Daryl out and yeah. not playing hard for him. Kadri being a perfect example against Chicago. But I don't think Frank understands Daryl's connection with the, the ownership owner. group. And, the, and to be fair, only Daryl and the owner know that. It's yeah. not a public thing. Like, no. We don't see those because, guys. And, and I don't think that Frank is list, looking at there are other options, right? Like you can bring in a new GM and change things. And if the owner does believe in the coach, and I do think he does, you can get rid of guys. It I, might not be easy. And Daryl might not, you know what I mean? The feeling might be mutual. The way Daryl used his players, the feeling might be mutual between how they feel about Daryl and how Daryl feels about them. I would think very strongly that's the case. The challenge is the two hardest things to move on this roster will be Cotter and Huberto. And I think those are your two biggest issues with the coach. And fair or not, you can't evaporate an eight-year deal at 12.5 million loaded with signing bonuses that you can't buy out. Uh, you can evaporate a coach's contract. And I don't think that's warranted based on merit that one guy is holy and mighty and the other has to go. But I think it does become a bit of a thing where it's like, well, I, I'm an owner. I've invested $100 million in this one player and I got four or $5 million bucks in this coach. One I can get rid of, one I'm stuck with. 
whether it's fair or not, or whether it's giving the player too much power and enabling them or not, you have to find something that works for the guy you've committed $100 million to in the next eight years. If that's what your owner thinks. That's what you think. I'm just saying, Mr. Edwards very much might say, hey, big boy, and I'm not talking about Daryl. I'm talking about Huberto. Who's writing their checks? But he's getting them anyway, though, right? That's the problem. Is- yeah, but if that's that's a cop out, then for the player, yes, it could be. Yeah, it is. I mean, you're you're at a point where one of these guys ain't going away for eight years, and we all know who that is. That tra- you cannot trade that contract. It's all signing bonuses. It's too much money. It takes him till he's what thirty eight. Remember when Burke didn't trade Camilleri because it was sent a bad message, or was it Camilleri? For, yeah, at the we, deadline. He said he didn't get a good enough Ownership offer. very much could take that stance where we pay you, you play. You don't want to? I got lots of dough, bud. You could. You want to rot? Have at her. No, you absolutely could. I just think that's the more painful of the two decisions you got. For the franchise, maybe, but it does send a message to the rest of the group saying, you don't want to play? It's going to be tricky if, if they're both back next year, Huberto and Sutter, and one guy can't get moved. I saw, in, uh, and I grabbed it on TSN last night. But does night. that, sorry, I'm, I'm going to jump on you there. I want to. Right. What does that say about Huberto? It says that he can't get moved. No. Who's, I, who's <laughs> is it Daryl Sutter? So the rest of the league doesn't want the guy. But it's Daryl's no, fault they don't he want can't the play? They don't want the contract. Exactly. But yeah. when we signed that contract, brilliant. Brilliant. I don't know that brilliant we was the right. guy. I think 115 was... point winger. We, we got him. Everybody else wanted him. We got him. I think a lot of teams Nobody want the wants player. him now. Nobody wants and that contract. I agree with, like, yeah. I'm, it's just, it's not even an argument. It's stunning. Yeah. You're telling me that we're, we're stuck with the guy. I would see it's almost, I, I can't think of a way you could move it. Like, is that not staggering from? A, it's like Mark Edward Vlasic. It's like PK Subban's. It was like, I'm sorry, there's two. Like, Subban moved. No, I, I, the post that. But it, essentially, the problem we have here is a coach that was a Jack Adams guy last year and the a player that was. The problems are the list is way long. And I'm jumping, yeah. jumping on you. And I don't disagree with what you're going to say because, and we just went with Frank and we've talked about it. And it was, GM, coach, ownership's part of it. The big part. Players are part of it. It's so dysfunctional. You can't point at one thing. No. And that's why it's easy to argue with the other side. You're like, well, why isn't the player responsible for how he plays? And if he's that shitty, why were we applauding the GM to sign this guy? And now he's no good and nobody wants him. Clearly, we overpaid. You did overpay on the contract. But I, like you said, did Daryl forget how to be a good coach over a year? Something with Huberto's. The fit's not worked. We can well, all agree on that, that's, right? Yes. No one's saying, look at this. This this partnership of Daryl and Huberto's been great. <laughs> it's a huge fucking problem. What I'm saying is you can spite someone for eight years and have a shitty fucking room for eight years. Or you can say, you know what? I like Daryl, but I, he's not going to win this power struggle because he doesn't have eight years and $100 million on the wow. table. And it sucks. But if you're looking at the bottom line like this owner always does, are you picking $5 million or $100 million? And probably the bigger point is, it isn't Sutter versus Huberto or Huberto versus Sutter. There, there are a number of players. It's the room versus It's Darryl. the room that seems to be very unhappy. I think that room is 
right. And some of it is earned. They some of it's probably legit. As and some people. of it is it's an easy, hey, why were you guys so bad this year? Ah, the coach, the coach, you know, the coach. It does give everybody a bit of a, they can sneak out, skulk out the door it, and it head off It sucks because it takes summer. them off the hook. It does. And I see how much that angers you. I agree 100% with you. To uh, take the players off the hook for this season feels like a massive injustice. I just think two things can happen at the same time. You can say to the players, that's fucking bullshit. You owe us more. That's not professional. Show some spine and leadership. And you can also say, it ain't working with the coach and we need to salvage, you know, making money for the next eight years because this owner, to be fair, if you can tell me what he likes more about owning a hockey team than making money, I don't know what the answer is. It's not winning. Nothing he's done long-term says, I want to win a cup. Everything he says is bottom line. Bottom line, you can't switch out eight guys. You can switch out one coach easier. And you hope that it's something potentially as easy as making a coaching change. That's my concern. I'm fine with changing the coaches. I'm just not convinced that it changes the room. They have to earn your, your, to be fair, new group. Have they shown you they can be leaders and winners? No. So, of course, they have to earn that. They're just going to have a better shot with someone else is the hunch we all have. I mentioned Huberto. I grabbed this. This was a TSN graphic that uh, that was on last night talking about Huberto. And it's, again, it sounds like we're picking on Sutter and we're picking on Huberto. But I, when when you're front and center, you're, you're, going to, you're going to draw that. Largest point decline by a player. Ever. Ever. From one season to the next. Bill Barber in from seventy in the 75, 76, 76, 70. So he dropped fifty seven points. That was the leading <laughs> drop, the number one pass this year by Huberto, who is sixty points off of the pace from a year ago. He had eighty five helpers last year. He has fifty five points this year. I'll watch you put up four tomorrow, so you don't have that record. <laughs> it's been awful, and it it makes me wonder about. Even if you don't hire the guy, wouldn't it be a really good use of your time to talk to Joel Quenville about what a system that works for this guy is? And I don't want to empower the guy, but you're, 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 you're pot committed. How do you get the most out of him? He's not going to. I want him to be better if he's back here. I just, I don't see it. He's not a leader in that. He's I don't see him being a hundred point guy again, but. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you could get a point per game player out of there, you could live with it. And he can be, you know, your fourth or fifth most important leader in the room. But I just, nothing that we saw looked like a dynamic player the way he was used this year. And a lot of that's on him. A lot of it's on... You know, he's on his off wing for half the season. And we didn't and see it for switch. three, four game stretch even. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was weeks where we it did saw, nothing looked dynamic. We saw nothing yeah. that resembled a hundred point guy. No, I absolutely not. <laughs> Never. I remember. I think it was the first game of the year. He did that kind of blind facing the boards back pass to whoever. Preseason. He looked like Bert turning his back to the play and throwing it out there, thinking, "Yeah, there we go. This is fancy." Well, and I actually really liked him last night. I was like, where the fuck's that been for the 80 prior? Like, he was creating a ton of chances. He was he seemed to, the give a fuck meter was on and engaged. It's just, you can't have six or seven of those games. you got to put 60, 70 of those out. I, I just, I question the whole leadership group in that room. You should. There isn't any. Well, and we said at the beginning of the year, who should be a captain? We've had this conversation a million times. If there is a true fucking leader that deserves a C on their chest, Nobody took that opportunity this year to prove it. There isn't one here. And when you can talk to fans and say, who do you think it should be? And everyone's you got a different six list, answers? Or then a you, blank then stare? You don't have one. You don't have one. No. Yeah. You, they probably, it's the, probably the right move not to put a letter on anybody because it doesn't seem as though they really have one. Nope. <laughs> now, that just, stupid word keeps popping back in my head. Dysfunction? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I, it's funny because we're trying to make sense of all this. You said it two weeks ago in an afterburner with Dean. It's like you can't make sense and audit and like you can't parse through a dysfunctional situation and get results you can trust. Like how can you watch a team where the players and the coach don't get along? I bet you there's some player-to-player conflict on That's this group as well that probably we don't hear about. You know, there's been whispers about some of that. There's a lot of whispers going on. What you know Shitting. is that everyone in this organization dreads going to work like you shouldn't when you're working for a professional sports team. This should be whistling Dixie and coming in best day of my life. Like this is amazing. I think everyone dreads coming to work, whether that's assistants, hockey ops, scouts, you know, equipment guys, players. It's a toxic situation. So so how in the world are you supposed to watch this and say, Oh, here's what they'll do next year. If it's a, we don't know. (laughs) You can't make sense of it. And another thing you said it early. They're, they don't look like they are enjoying the game. They don't celebrate goals. It, no, they would, it yeah. does not seem like there has been, and obviously they've lost a lot, but even it's, early on. But some of that, this has not been, an, this has been no fun. Season. Some of it is old people that have contracts that are forever, too, right? Like, I'm sorry, that plays into it. I agree. It. A bunch of guys we talked about. Retirement homes, where are you building? Oh, I'm going to build a massive shack on the west side of town here, looking at the mountains. It's going to be great. I'm going to retire. Kids mm-hmm. are in private school. Life's good. That's a part. Are you you can have a couple there? of those guys, right? Those can be your leaders, uh, your guys. Yeah, but they've proven that. Oh, yeah. It's scary. Yeah, Bring some kids and let them play, please. Yeah, and Give then- us some direction. Let us know that you actually care about winning. As a franchise. So if you want the silver lining of hope. I'm for hire, by the way, if you need. Rhett's available. Just contact uh, Jarrod at, yeah. uh, at yeah. Flames Nation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sales opportunity. Cheapest chips, too. Just bring in Rhett. <laughs> you want silver linings. They got the best goalie outside the NHL right now, I believe. Yeah. 
You've got two of your best skating prospects that are, you know, could be graduating onto this roster next year and replacing some old guys. Um, we don't know who the GM and the coach are, but I mean, to suggest Coronado and Pelche could play next year isn't crazy at all. And you're going to pick 13-14 here in a very deep draft class. Uh, like, it, to, to say that this is an old, stale group and there's no speed and energy, think about what one little tweak to the fourth line with Walker Dewar did for this group. And think if you could bring three of those guys in, including one guy that could come in and give you, theoretically, anything close to league average net mining. And that idiot backup goalie left the door open and hurt him. That's right. You can't change the salary cap situation, but you can bring down the average age. 100% you can. Fairly quickly if you want to. I think you can flip this over real fast if you so choose. Yeah. It's it, 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 You just get stuck talking about the same shit because you're like, okay, what about... Blah, blah, blah. You don't know what the direction of the squad is you have no idea what the direction of the franchise is i don't know who the gm is for the offseason this crazy offseason all this change who's the gm who's the coach who's deciding who's gm and coach and that we haven't heard now okay the season is still on but at what point after the the buzzer goes tomorrow night at the dome how long before it becomes one of those what's going on here what okay now what what? And if you're making a change, why didn't you make that change? Well, like Frank said, people, right? Weeks well, ago. Maybe you're waiting to see if the miraculous get in happens because the playoffs is. Yeah. But, so but then now why it's this not off the table. Are not being, if that's the direction. Yeah. I would say. why? If, like You could absolutely have been interviewing people behind the scenes. Still, now, maybe, that yeah. shit gets leaked out, which you're scared of. But And who's conducting the interview? Who is conducting the interview? Dean? <laughs> right? Who's doing it? Are you the hockey guy? Yeah. This is where they miss the Brian Burke type. Um, I had a thought, but it's going to move on. Hey, I want to. Too yeah, many. I know. I know. Too many, Trevor. Too many. Too many, Trevor. Vina Nova is Calgary's lab-grown diamond specialist. The only store in the city of Calgary that specializes in clu- exclusively in lab-grown diamonds. I feel like we're doing. I feel like we're doing a good job getting the word out there because I didn't know a whole lot about it. I hadn't really heard lab-grown diamonds. What is this? It's a jewelry? No, it's a separate thing. Oh, I had no idea. I think people are finally coming around. I've heard lots of good things. People asking, is there a promo code right now? I don't know. Just tell tell Justin you're a big listener, you're a fan of the show. You've heard good things. Largest selection of loose lab-grown diamonds and jewelry in Calgary. When you walk into Vina Novi, you don't know, is this the, 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 this or which? All lab-grown, which means savings across the board, around 80% in a lot of cases. 80% 80% compared to the mined diamonds, which, I mean, it's it's kind of dirt, right? It's, you're digging st- stuff out of the ground. It's a dirty history in mining diamonds. It's gross. Lab-created diamonds are referred to as synthetic, you know, because they're chemically and physically the same as a natural diamond, but they're man-made. Often with fewer imperfections, Dean. More clarity. I know. We talked to Jesse. He says a lot of times I can't tell. If you got those uh, <laughs> those things, it's like, uh, I, I can't see the difference. Why aren't you a gemologist, dude? So, oh, yeah. That's probably why I have the store with just lab mates. We can't confuse them. I can't be confused. There. That's right. Venanova.com is the website. In the, if you want to go in store, why not? Second level, Stephen Avenue Place. Maybe you want to get something uh, custom made. It can take uh, four or five weeks to get that done. So get that done now. And yeah, I guess now that the weather's warmer and stuff, people are all like, oh, will you marry me? Oh. <laughs> 
That sun? Is it the sun? Is it the I weather? Why do people the do this? Whole season in a cave with you in the dark. Let's get out there. Let's go outside. Love oh, your soulmates. Ooh, I love these walks now that it's not minus 20. Spend our lives together. Know what I'd rather do it with. Venanova.com is the website. Venanova, Calgary's lab grown diamond specialists. I mean, get married. Go ahead if that's, you know, do, do your thing. Uh, today is Tuesday. So then Wednesday, and then so, so Friday. Is Hawaiian shirt. That's right. It's also the inaugural barn burner playoff draft over at the Griegel. Yes, indeed. The first ever. The first ever. Oh, for barn burner. Anyway, I we've come up with uh we've come up with uh, a, a strategy. Straggy? That's right. We have table it's at, it's, it's a sold out event. It's at the Grey Eagle. Resort and casino. Convention center, yeah. And we're going to uh, probably slide down, eh? Probably do a little bit of a, uh, yeah. Be not to hang out a bit there. Yeah, double down. A little bit of that afterwards, but it's going to be a great night. It's presented by Paybilt. Tell you about them in a moment. But we have, we've kept one, and it's in support of kids sport, which again, I keep, it's about the kids. It's for the kids, It's right. for the kids, guys. It's in support of kids sport and presented by Paybilt. We have the we have one table remaining. Now we've got the room set up. It's actually the two rooms. We're gonna get it all set up. We got the tables. Tables. I mean, it's for tables of eight. You can bring however you you get the team. Do whatever you want. Bring as many people as you want. But it's tables of eight. And we're gonna have the draft board set up. And I know that at uh, with kids sport they've been setting up the draft order and how that's all gonna take place. And we'll have the details. I don't want to bore you with it. But uh, we have one team that was held back up for grabs. And remember, it's for the kids. So by way of auction, and we're thinking, we've, we opened it just before the show started today. It's on our social media accounts. So you go to Flames Nation on Instagram or Twitter and do a DM, slide into the DMs Woo! And, uh, and with your bids. And we'll close it tomorrow by the end of the show, which will give you a couple days couple nice days to get your team assembled and ready and start planning mm-hmm. and be there on Friday get night. Your shirts made. Get yeah, get everything your face paint and your togas and it's eight people at the table. Your wigs. You're going to want to make sure that everyone's got a responsibility. You're going to need your head of drafting. Mm-hmm. The GM's going to make the picks, but you got to have the nerd that's just watching the spreadsheets and saying, "Okay, this team over here doesn't have a goalie yet. They're pecking ahead." Like you need your nerd there. Yeah. You're also going to need your guys to stay up top of your drink orders. Like, geez, like he's going to low over there. Let's get up Bar line's about six long. Get there, boom, boom, done. Yeah, yeah. And then wardrobe. You need someone in wardrobe. Maybe someone's in charge of pins. Makeup. And uh, I think you probably need a loudmouth there just to intimidate some of the teams picking before and behind you. Yeah. Heckler. Intimidation yeah. is key. So you got yeah. table of eight. Give everyone a roll. And, you know, to the victor, go the spoils. That's what they say. We'll have uh, we'll have a hell of a time. I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be a little... Uh, a little drinky. Well, Rhett was saying the social anxiety he has. Yeah. He needs a few uh, just to kind of doubles to to take the edge off. Take the edge off, eh? I just want you to be comfortable, Rhett. That's, then I'm going to find a way to get there. If yeah. your therapist can't be there to talk about these problems yeah. and you need a couple of drinks to get through it, I'm I'm in support there with you of you. Now, if you don't have the uh, the soch, by all means, you can email the Wolverine. Mm-hmm. With it, we're, we'll take it. However, you get a hold of us, we'll do it. Well, it, but it, I don't have Twitter. What if I don't have Twitter? You can email Jared Jarrod Jarrod at thenationnetwork.com. Jarrod Jarrod at at thenationnetwork.com. 
Jar Rod. And there's, uh, if you're looking on uh, 780-940-8985, shoot him a text, shoot him yeah. some dick pics, uh, whatever, no. you wanna, you, whatever you want to do. No. Uh, or your bid, whatever you're prepared to bid. Bid pics? Jar Rod will let, will let you know. <laughs> and I believe uh, we've already got a bid in for 1500 was the update before yeah, the show. That's right. So expect that to from there. There you for go. the kids. Paybuilt.com. They've come on board. They're our presenting sponsor presented by Paybuilt.com. It is kind of, if you, do you own a business? Kind yes. of, yeah. Big, small. Yeah. It's about making things, whatever you can do to make things easier for your potential customer. That is uh, what it comes down to. And with Paybuilt.com, it's about making payment safe and easy for your customer. When they use a debit card, you get charged. When you're using Visa MasterCard, there can be some... Ah, uh, some, uh, some questionable charges. I'll just it pretend takes... I didn't buy that. I didn't do that. That wasn't me. Some people just aren't comfortable putting their info out there, and it makes it makes good sense. That's where paybuilt.com comes in. It's a payment option for your customers. 70% of carts are left with stuff in them. Don't get bought. I really want to buy it, but uh, uh, in-store, online, if you have an app for your business that can go in there, Get away from cash and cards. Everybody's doing it. You take the pain out of payments with paybuilt.com. No risk. That's what I'm all about. What would the no risk? In, it really is. In some ways, it's like, oh, you got to scare yourself every day. <laughs> Safe. It's less, less is more for some people. That's just, let's keep it uh, easy peasy <laughs> right on the ground. If you're having a bad day or something's bothering you, shut her down. Yeah. Paybuilt.com. God, it's my kind of people. I kind of people just take right. removing risk, Dean. That's that's what it that is. is. Your vibe right there. Yeah. More risk or less? What do you want? I want less risk. That, that's you. Right across the board. What would the least risky first overall pick? You go you go Bruins pasta? Is it McDavid with the oil? David Legwand. That's incorrect. <laughs> Anything but Legwand. You're gonna get a shot for that. That's <laughs> you, a balk. Take your yeah. base and do a shot. He was he was bad as a first round pick. <laughs> Back in mm-hmm. the day, even worse now in a playoff draft. Particularly awful, not playing, and his team we know him for yeah. not making the playoffs, potentially. <laughs> now, didn't you suss out some kind of bullshit story that he had about his dad not taking him in a playoff draft and it cost him? He took John LeClaire or something. Didn't we find out that the was a bullshit story? The years were a little story? off, but I don't recall the how the audit went. I feel like the spirit of the story was true, but some of the things that he matched up in the it same year well, didn't happen. It was the true. Same year. Like, the Leclerc didn't, didn't play. I had like almost twenty points that year. Twenty points. He was yeah, DUG finished second. Could have taken him over the top. And we haven't really found a year where Leclerc had fewer points than Red. Is that what we kind of? It's got? a little fishy. I don't recall how the audit went. It <laughs> Are you thinking Mike uh, Leclerc, the former Duck and Flame? Uh, Is that uh, Leclerc? Look it up. Let's do the Pinder Report presentation of Village Honda. They are in the Northwest Automall. They're online at villagehonda.com, and they continue. We've been saying it every day. We'll continue to say it. It's the million-dollar buy-an-event. Get cash for your vehicle. They are loading up the lot with used vehicles and need your help. Top dollar, and they will throw in a Tropical Cruise top boot. See more online at villagehonda.com. Village brings you the Pinder Report. Let's start. Uh, oh. 2000, 2001. John LeClaire played 16 games, 12 points. So, again, the year that John LeClaire had zero points was. I didn't say zero. I said I had more, and I could have won him. 
like I said, the spirit of it was true. It was That's just right. some of the details. 2002, 2000-2001, 77 games for the Redster. 19 big ones. Could have seven, seven more points. More points. Yeah. Suck it, LeClaire. See how it changed a little there? All of a sudden, a zero points just yeah. disappeared into the ether. Mm-hmm. Let's start with last night's, uh, well, playoff dream ending oh. shootout loss to the Nashville Predators. As always, if, if you like to lay down on the couch and talk about your feelings. Join us on Afterburner. Here was Rhett last night as we decided there was a myriad of issues, Dean, not just a single thing holding this team back. But I will not point the finger at one person as opposed to the whole group. The whole group fucking failed. Agreed. Daryl Sutter failed. Treliving failed. Caudry failed. Huberto failed. Weger was shit for most of the year. Anderson missed an open net. That's a fail. Backlund had a career high, but he didn't help the team win when he needed. That's a fail. Like, Toffoli's the only one that didn't fail you, really. Dubé didn't score enough. Manjapani didn't score enough. Your defense wasn't that great. Tanev did get hurt. Like, the list goes on and on. You can't. If you're good enough, you score the goal. So, yeah, some issues there. He only listed about half the roster, the GM and the coach. Forgot some names. So you know who great, it, you yeah. know who doesn't have blood on their hands? Our boy Walker Deers. And if Blake, they had twenty three Walker Deers, we would be in great shape. Yeah, I mean they might not make the playoffs, but at least you'd know that given it everything they had, there wouldn't. You know, unless the coach likes them, it's low money. Yeah. Uh, lots to wrap our heads around. It did feel like the perfect, most fitting ending of the season for the Flames. There was a horrible marks from giveaway and an empty net goal. Uh, they really didn't get much in the way of puck luck. In fact, the only, the other goal, aside from the Markstrom giveaway to an empty net, was off the ref skate into an open side of the net for a tap-in. They did outchance their opponents. The power play was fucking awful. Couldn't bury four gla- uh, just amazing chances in overtime. There was some weird coaching decisions, like uh, potentially future PTO guy Nick Ritchie with the season on the line needing a goal to keep their... And yeah, they lost an extra time. There's a lot of that. That's the full bingo card there. I didn't think of it that way until obviously Robert put it to, put it to print. It's Bob Munich, our boy, by the way. That's uh, Bobby Munich. Do you know if that's is it Munich? He reached out. It's not Munich. It's Munich. Oh, and I think uh, I don't know if he likes Bob or not, but we're pals. Bobby, not a boy, Bob. Bobby Munich. Yeah, that's that all took place for sure last night. All those things were real. None of those were fabricated. Uh, following up on that, here's Ryan Pike with the pain of being close, but always being not close enough. That was their 53rd one-goal game, if you include empty netters. They play 82. That was game 81. If it felt like, you know, all the time they were one bounce away from winning, be it at one end or the other, it's because they were. And they only got 20 wins in those 53 games. 17 fucking loser points, I believe. It's the F. LP in the Collins fucking yeah. loser points. Uh, and more on that, by the way, uh, 17th overtime setback, a franchise record. That's going to be a tough one to get. It's hard to be that bad in overtime, but be good enough to get to overtime enough. Yeah, it's a, quite a conundrum. It's a conundrum. And it does tie to really nicely into that debate of are mm. they skilled enough or is, or is it just dysfunction? It really, it feels both sides of that. It really yeah, doesn't can... sway the ledger one way or the other. Um, it was unusual that a guy we don't really know 
has established himself as a guy that will continue to get contracts in this league, was picked in round three of the shootout where a goal would have secured you a victory. Goal, Huberto, Cadre missed, shooter three over the boards. Well, I mean, it's clearly going to be Toffoli. He scored in Winnipeg and won the game. He was the third shooter in Vancouver just a couple nights ago. And then climbing over the boards, oh, red-faced big boy Nick Ritchie. As stunned as anyone. He was, that's right. And Sutter, post-game, did say, Nick scored on him earlier this year in a shootout, which is true. I believe he was the fourth or fifth shooter for Arizona in a win over Nashville. Uh, that was one of his five career shoot att- shootout attempts before last cool. night. I think it's amazing he knew that stat. I think that's probably that's the coach. exact type of prep you do. If we're going to get to extra time, what do we know? And it makes it a little more reasonable, I suppose, but it's also Nick fucking Richie. And here's the other thing I looked at. There's some guys that are good players that aren't good in the shootout. In his career, Elias Lindholm's two for 13. Tyler Toffoli, two for 17. Magipani, 0 for 4. Lindholm. Michael Backlund, 1 for 12. It might not have been as easy as we thought to find someone that was really good at shootouts when you got to shooter number three. In this fact, the next Lindholm best guy... <laughs> Lindholm, two for 13. One of those since arriving in Calgary. I really have to tinkle. Anderson to a sh- Anderson at two for four. Has anyone seen Elias? <laughs> Is he back in the room? Is he okay? Lindy, get you. Did the concussion spotter get him? All right, go, Richie. You have to take a shit. <laughs> Rasmus Anderson at two for four. Yes. Is and the guy only guy. Cares. Guy that we think cares, absolutely. His last attempt wasn't great. Well, oh, and you know why? It's because thing. his first two were the same move, and he, yeah. he got them both times. So the third time he tried the move, the goal was just waiting for him. So we don't know if he's got the next move in the repertoire, but uh, there isn't a plethora of great options in this shootout. But, okay, but even with the stat that Richie had scored, and even if you didn't want to go with Lindholm or Toffoli yeah. or Anderson, so like there's still other guys that you feel like... I'd throw Walker Duro out there. I, honestly, I would. Oh, you'd have got... Roasted, though, if he didn't score. More than you are right now? No, not more than it, now. It, it would be the same. No. You're putting a kid out there. Dude, you would. If you put the, uh, you the fourth so? line. Do you think so? Yes. I think you would, but I think Walker Dewar would have scored. I think Walker Dewar's made of the Walker right stuff. Walker Dewar ran that damn UC Soros right through the end of the net. Might not score, but he'll hurt him in. for the next shooter. Puck is in. <laughs> but there again, it kind of comes down to the same thing as that captain material. It's like, well, who should you put out there? Well, um, it's not round eight. <laughs> No, it's it, round three. This isn't Merrick Malik in the 16th should, round. We're not at the be, end of the bench here. There should, should be, be some written, better fucking options. It should be written in stone for the year, your first three guys. Yeah, you three are yeah, going. And you for sure go <laughs> in one or two because if we get to three in case we don't even get to you, you're for sure our one-two guy. Oh. God almighty. Weird. Another uh, what fun year. stat from last night. You said it. Preds, very workmanlike. Not a lot of skill or speed or structure there. They got a great fucking goalie. And uh, they're quite young. Here's our boy Darren Haynes had this from last night. Walker Durr, young guy in the flames, right? Mm I mean, yeah, four years. But nine players younger than Walker Durr suited up for Nashville last night. Five rookies. And without Duchesne, without Forsberg, without Johansson. Without Roman Yossi. So you don't need... This blue-collar young group of muckers are still alive and the Flames are not. Hmm. Ute. Weird. You need so, the Ute. So guys that want to hmm. make names for themselves. Trying to... Okay. Here's a list you don't want to be on. You showed it earlier. This is the same thing worded differently. Jonathan Huberto's 
Uh, largest decline in a single season. Last year's 115 to this year's 55. There is a game left. <laughs> it's not a good list. I wouldn't even play them. Like, how many did Gretzky have the year before he retired? Even that wouldn't be a 60-point drop. But no. From 60 to zero, did that? Mm. Standings in the West. Flames are done. Okay. Nashville's behind them in points, but they've got, uh, well, obviously, games playing. You were talking about these games in hand are horrible, Dean. They've got so many more games now. Both the Jets and the Preds have one Colorado, one Minnesota. They each have two games left. The gap is three points. Winnipeg, you win one, you're in. In fact, they're probably on the regulation win tiebreak as well. So, Can you lose Calgary any points? Like, can Winnipeg, are they guaranteed? They're, they're at least at 93, Dean. They're not going to go backwards. More interesting is now in the East where the Islanders stumbled. Florida is in a wild card after being out of a playoff spot for like half a year of late. Buffalo still alive. And Pittsburgh has Chicago, Columbus remaining. You can't if take they that win both, they are guaranteed a spot. That's tough outs, as we've learned. As we around Chicago, these parts. Chicago's going to show up and put you to the test. They are there. If you only compete. watch the Flames, you would think that Chicago Columbus could be a Stanley Cup <laughs> final preview. Yeah, the Flames, 0 2 and 1 against Chicago, needed overtime to beat Columbus and lost in regulation in the other. They have one I, win in five games against those two fucking dopes. And it came in overtime. Shoot me in the face. Tonight's schedule. Here we go. We thought it would be a real good one, but the Leafs are going to start uh, Zamboni driver and it appears. Or Matt Anuska wow. of the Windsor Spitfires, who I think uh, someone's tried to identify as out at morning skate. They haven't used Samson over to back-to-back all year, and I'm kind of thinking this is don't show anything meaningless, no, Bill. You're going to play for seven in a row here like coming up potentially. Tampa Bay's worried about what Toronto's doing. No, and I wouldn't show my number one goal. Like, why? show them or not. Again, Tampa Bay does not give a shit what Toronto's up to. Correct. Play Samsonov, play whoever, play the Pope. It's irrelevant. Brian Elliott in that for Tampa, who knows? Is the Pope good in that? Pope got his own pads? Pope I pads? I heard his rebound control is a bit of an issue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other interesting games in there. The nightcap should be a fun no, one. No, we'll no, see. No. The top one there's the most. That's the only one you're going to Tell see. us about it, Rhett. Well, that's the, uh, it's the uh, blue and gold, the Buffalo Sabres putting on a charge. They will not say die in Buffalo. That's their okay. motto. Don't say die. Don't say die is the motto. And they're playing? Doesn't matter. Jersey. Uh, in Jersey against the Devils, and it does matter. Jersey's been no good lately. Well, Lots they lost to fucking Nashville. Lots of losses. Thanks, Devils. And is it a lot of losses? Lost to Winnipeg as well in Winnipeg. They have th- lost one in a row. It's a few where they haven't been great. Winnipeg and Nashville stand out here. Uh, Edmonton, Colorado tonight should be fun. And Vegas, Seattle could be a first-round playoff preview as well, not to mention. Uh, Am I still allowed to close the show the way I normally do now? Like You do you, I'm bud. I'm starting to feel no sheepish. Rules no rules here. Whatever you need to do to curse them in the first round, I'm here for it. Seemingly uh, more difficult each passing Your day. trademark. You know. eh, it's maybe not the best mm. trademark. Sorry, Ryan. Hiatus? I've got something that's going to spin his mood around. Did you see the big dub last night? Oh, baby. From Rhett's Saskatoon Blades. Down 2 nothing. Drop a pair at home. Don't sweat it. Game 7 victory. 4-1 Blades. Nailing it. Blame Bedard. Right in front Uh, of 15, almost 15,000. And then the blame Bedard, the at overblown prospect uh, leaderboard. Let's go to uh, Connor Bedard chipping in offensively. 
Uh, there's his season, Rhett. Seven playoff games, 20 points. Not enough, kid. <laughs> Not enough. Overblown, he says. Not enough. He was in on 77% of the Regina Pats scoring. All of it. Still not enough. I don't know when he was off the ice what that team looked like. When he was on the ice, he was fucking amazing. Boom, phone Paddock. See what happened. I don't talk to Paddock anymore. He oh. traded the team with a prick. Mm. Fuck that guy. Tavardovsky and Chad Kilger. Get a pick or something. Players. Other WHL <laughs> news. Let's tip the cap to Calgary boy Chase Wheatcroft. No, that's a good prairie name Wheat. right there. Wheatcroft. We go to some video here. As, uh, it's been a long time down in the dumps in PG. Well, hang on. Hold on to your hat. Here's a Calgarian with a cape. Who doesn't love the Cougars? A big goal. Who do they play? 16 years. years. Who did they play? Because the team that they're playing just went, son of a... We've got to drive to... They won't let us fly? What? You're making us, bus? Here's your playoff tree. You asked for it. Round two of the WHL playoffs looks exactly uh, when this... Anytime now. uh, Like this. So we know Saskatoon's through. They get the Rebels. Look at that, hey? That's a Saskatoon Red Deer. Like that. Who's playing? The Blades play the Rebels? Blades Rebels. Let's go up there. Obviously, I'm very excited. Sutter can get us a ticket. Uh, Winnipeg Moose Jaw. It's okay for travel. Kamloops Portland's going to be a bit of a hike. And Seattle PG, that border and that. Gross. I like the East Division travel a little better. Not often you say that. It's going to be a long drive for the Seattle Thunderbirds. We'll move. Either sweep or get swept. That's what I'd be saying to my team. You lose game one, okay, we're done. Ten hours. Boy, this is really, really a non-traditional tactic. Coach Molberg is suggesting his team get swept because he's sick of the travel. 551 miles. Is that all? Could be worse. A lot of kilometers, right? Almost a thousand. Uh, Jays will be at home. The new dome. It's halfway done, the Renos. We heard the power rankings of the bars in the outfield. They've redone the 500s. 300s, 200s. Next offseason will be the 100s. And finally, the Blue Jays, after a 10-game road trip, will have a home game this season. Manoa against Manning, Jays, Tigers. The Rays will follow up. Anyone seen the standings? The Toronto, excuse me, the Tampa Bay Rays. Yes. Yet to lose. Dummies. Remember when we showed, we flashed the AL East odds? We're like, why does the Rays never get love? You should bet the Rays every year. Yeah. They're fucking 10-0. and 0. This only happens every, every year. year. Wow, this year the Rays will be bad. Why? They're never bad. It's a bunch of guys I've never heard of. I, yeah, you, they, well, you've always never heard of them. Wait till July. And once you hear of them, they trade them for more kids you haven't heard of. It's a Randy, perfect system. Randy, a Rosa, Rosa. I yes. don't know who this guy, I don't know who these people are. Al Albuquerque? The Rosa hell are we talking who? about? Pete Fairbanks? Anyway, they're still good. Uh, of note, some trophies to hand out tonight. Look at that, the crime dog, Fred McGriff. He'll throw out the first pitch, do you know? Alejandro Kirk, Silver Slugger, Romano, Tip O'Neill. That's for the top Canadian. Baseball performer of the year. And Vlad Guerrero Jr., a gold glove at first base, will all get their awards. Should be a fun one. For the sold-out capacity crowd. Elsewhere, NBA playing tonight. Rhett, are you still a part of the North? Seven against eight seeds will play tonight. Winner 
will go into the tournament as the seventh seed. The loser will play the winner of the 9-10 matchups. Raptors 9, Bulls 10. You win that, you get the loser of the 7-8. You win that, you're in the playoffs. Feels like a lot of work to be oh, a part of the I thought they were totally screwed and out of it, but if they're in the playoffs, I'm back. Well, baby. it's a play-in tournament. Can you imagine if I had to put that together? Holy shit. You'd have a heart attack before that happened. Gold globe trotters would be playing. It's a mess. That's I think making you draw this up would be essentially like giving you a lobotomy. That would di- that would break your brain, I think. Why does the NHL do this? More games. See, the flames would be playing. Yeah, you want more flames preds after that last night? Mm-hmm. All or nothing. Okay. Okay. And finally, Rhett, big decision tonight. Now, he's a huge Jays guy. Actually, a huge fan of the AL East. Yankees fan, Bo Sox fan, Jays fan, soon to be Rays fan. So fish and chips or chicken pot pie, Dean? Which jersey does he wear when he's eating his chicken pot pie? There's so many great stories out there. Oh, dear. I never liked Stroman. So that guy's not allowed the building. That guy did a heinous yeah. thing. And yeah, they took his name off the wall. Bad choices. Jesus. Rhett, that's just tough luck, man. <laughs> those those are the jerseys support, you have to pick from? Trying to sport the squad. Frig. Throw me over. I got to buy another one now. Where are the, where are the good apples here? Holy. That's, I feel like your heroes. you got to go Stroman in the six, and that's, uh, I so, yeah. that's take, tough, I guess. Just take the name off the back. I'll keep the number. Jeez. That's your Pender report. Do they give out 12? 12. The number? The jersey number? Or is that still? Ooh, I don't know. Bad vibes there, Dean. I don't think you want it. I think you probably just pretend that number doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, maybe. But what if you came up and you're cranking homers your whole don't life? Don't give them 12. 12. Be tough. Or do McCain Punch commercials. Gets that taste. Village Honda. Turn your vehicle into cash. The million-dollar buy-in event. They'll buy your vehicle even if you don't buy theirs. Nice Sellers one. receive a tropical cruise for two exclusively at Village Honda in the Northwest Auto Mall and online at Village Honda. How's your pen doing over there? It's doing all right. Yeah, it's doing all right. Never snally, all right. I feel no, like you should good. have all the stress removed now that you don't have to worry about... You know, geez, all these dates to for for playoff games. Yeah, you were probably worried about that. I was, yeah, I was wound right up. Total anxiety, just eliminated from your body. Perfect. It does suck, though. I mean, we're talking. We was it on the show? No, you're stress free, right? You can look forward to round one. You don't need to worry about anything. Day one of the playoffs, when your team isn't in it, blows. I mean, the hockey's great. Which the hockey's play, great. If your team's not in it, it's better yeah. than that. But everybody else is like, where are you going for the game? What are you doing for yeah. the... Well, yeah. It also yes. sucks for the uh, financial well-being of the city. The economic impact is significant. Yeah. Yeah, tough, tough. T's and P's to public. I like not being allowed into bars on 17th that I made famous. You made famous? Do they? You weren't allowed? Last year. I mean, call me. Even big Mike Commodore couldn't get You got turned away somewhere? Couldn't get us in. Is that right? Dare you name said establishment? No, I don't because they don't sponsor our lovely. They gave you the heave-ho or you never got in? They said, no, we're full. Really? And then you said, do you know who we are? Call me did. Tommy did. Of course. Yes, I didn't do it. Tommy did. And the guy actually checked his ID and still said, that's great. Oh, that's great. Adios, muchachos. Yeah. Oh, no, maybe the fire marshal's just hanging around. Can you do me a favor? No. What is it? I can't answer unless I know. I'd like you to, Stand and I'm up. not sure. I'm I'm not sure if the camera will, will do. I, I'm wondering if you could show people your sweater today. 
Oh yeah. If you could, this. if you stand up, is it going to be in frame? I think it's be might, perfect. You might need to do some some lunges or a crouch. I think the stand's going to work because it's kind of. See, there it is. It's freaking me out. I don't like it. Judge! It's your Costanza hoodie. It's my fireplace. It, or sit around the fire hoodie. Who got you that? That's a good one. Uh, my lovely significant other. Really? Shovelerina. Old shoveler. Wow. She likes to shovel. <laughs> what were you saying? I can see by my visa. Sure. Paid the visa yesterday. That's nice. Get down to zero? Yeah. yeah. like looking at when it's zero. Yeah. Two? Two. Oh, it was quick. Two dollars? Two hundred bucks. Yeah, Two hundred? Up. Oh. Since yesterday. Yeah, less than 12. Sorry. <laughs> is that the daily average or is that uh, outstanding performance? Is that a three-star performance? That's a good one. Usually, well. Maybe it's just one of those things where they get, you know, it's like when you get must be tank of gas. It's like, well, we need yeah. $200. Oh, pre-auth. Pre-authorized. Yeah, maybe two. it was a hold. Maybe she just had a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll a Cobb salad somewhere. Yeah. Either that or maybe it's layaway. It's like that's the first fifth of that purse. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers, right? Yeah. On the 15th, another two. And then on the 1st, oh, oh another two. What and is that? the other day. Are those Gucci shoes? It's comfortable shoes, Threat. Yep. They're great. I'm sure they're really comfy. What's the most valuable piece of clothing you own? I own? Yeah. A sweater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that's true. We were in tuxedos on Friday. We got valuable a piece of clothes. I have a very nice leather jacket. That jacket is very nice. That's a jacket. Yeah. What about the? Didn't you have like a velvet? I do have a velvet, but that's not. That's cheap. Well, it's, I don't. It's a couple. Yeah. Of what about you? You got the glittery jacket. Are you wearing that thing? That thing's hundred bucks. I could totally wear that. Yeah, I got one. That was a great too. little mom and pop shop called Amazon.com. How do you get right the puke off of it? Because uh, every time I see you wearing it, you're just no. Blasted. They hosed us off. It all came off easy. It was yeah. wet for a while, but you just—it's really thin material. Dries like that. Garden holes. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. uh, couple things before we go. We'll do some. Uh, well, we'll do our bet way. And you know what? I need to. I, I took the Leafs tonight. You got to change that. But I got to have to change that. That was before I heard about the uh, or I saw that they were putting in. Bill Terwilliger. Yeah. Come on, go with it. Of the Rocket City trash more. pandas. Payout's better. I just thought that uh, the Leafs aren't going to want to go and play Tampa Bay and just lay down. I thought that you'd want to maybe show that you got some balls, but I guess not. So there was my uh, there was my Betway bet. Hey. Leafs money line plus one twenty. So uh, I don't mind the bottom bet to be honest. Just so scrap that one. I'm going to take that one off the board. But uh, McDavid and Matthews. One goal each. Matthews scored last night, did he not? Yep. Got his 40th. McDavid just scores all the time. It's so. a lovely One goal each or more, plus 240. So that will be my lone Betway bet today. Okay, very good. That's all I'm doing. I, uh, yeah, I knew something was up when I saw Tampa minus 170 because they haven't been the better team. I think that's probably close to a pick em. But it was the goalie thing, and the odds people, they know all about that. So I'm steering clear of wins and losses. I just think... Hey, if they're going to start a bum, Tampa might start Brian out. Say, well, we don't give a fuck either. We're stuck in three. You're stuck in two. Rest our stud for the postseason. I'm going to take Nealander with two plus points, paying plus two twenty five, and I'm uh, get a little little big game hunty, looking for a big kill. Need a big number. Let's go. Let's go. Ranton, it's McDavid, Nate Dog. They all score plus four hundred.
And that's the nightcap tonight, Edmonton, Colorado. It's reasonable. There you go. It's a lot uh, that has to happen, but those things happen a lot, those three things. That's your uh, Betway bets of the day. And you know what also, because I, I, I see that and it uh, reminded me of a note, Rantanen, McDavid, McKinnon. You throw in uh, some Nugent Hopkins and yep. some Dreisaitl, five 100-point scorers in the same game if they all play tonight. The last time that took place Ooh. was in 1986. It's a while ago. That's pretty impressive. That I never thought we'd see sort of offensive no. numbers rival that of the 80s. It has been a nice offensive resurgence for this league. Ten, because last night, uh, Eric Carlson hit the 100-point plateau. That's ten guys now with 100 points. Ooh. Some quite a bit more than a hundred, uh, and on the on the fringes, Elias Pettersson has ninety nine, oh, Mitch Marner ninety nine, and uh, Jack Hughes. He's got ninety six. Jack Hughes note. Oh, it was Jack that had the Jack Hughes note. His brother Luke. That's right. NHL debut tonight. All right. They got to get Quinn. Collect them all. Right. So last uh, the last game, what's even worse is the last game that had five 100-point scores also included the Oilers, which kind of... Yeah, screw them. Yeah. And four of them were Oilers. Gretzky, Coffee, Curry, and Glenn Anderson. So McDavid had just a hair over 100 at 151 with just two games to play. Over, yeah. So what is he on pace for, 160? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Cooch, 111. Pasternak, 109. You guys said that Cooch... Chuck wrote, McKinnon, Robert. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is he? Is he, is he even playing okay? this year? Is he having a good year? Oh, and I said it off awesome. air earlier. How about the quietest forty goal season? Jared McCann in Seattle last night. Nobody's 40. talking about Seattle. At no, I think they world. like it that way. That's perfect. Let's go and, to Seattle. Let's make it our team. We're. Oh, we're I would. I'd love to adapt. It's on my question. You look questions. great in those colors. Look at this. Yes. Give him an S on his chest. I have my list of questions. So who now? Do you cheer for if you're a Flames fan? Well, it can't be Edmonton. We know that. You don't uh, want Winnipeg. Don't like the no. Knights. Spoilt. I mean, you're being a front runner if you pick the Avs, even though there's two Calgarians there, McCarr and O'Connor. Feels like a little choosy choosy. And, so, and uh, you're going to default to whoever's playing the Oilers for a lot of people. That's right. So uh, maybe LA for a series. I can take LA. I like Vegas LA would be play. tough. They've been kind of turds. It's a little more yeah. sympathy with all yeah. the injuries, but they've kind of been assholes no, since they came They're arrogant. Back. They're arrogant. Big timers. I think it's Seattle. I don't think you can do anybody in the West. Maybe Seattle, but I'm squinting to do it. So, and Minnesota, yeah. it's like we, we tried and we said they were don't fun like again, it. and then it was a 0-0 game to the shootout. Fuck you guys. I can't do that. I don't know that I've watched a full game of Seattle Kraken hockey ever no. in my life. No. Yeah, we didn't in Jasper. That one was uh, no. boozy, boozy. So what about uh, what about in the East? Is there any... Uh, can, well, how do we feel about Florida? they got a former Flames all over. you got uh, no. the Lamborghini, Ryan Lomberg, Matthew Kachuk, Sam Bennett, obviously in order of I'm importance. With the, I'm in with the Florida Panthers. They're my own squad. So. I'm not sure you knew that. I was drafted by Florida. Is that right? I got a Panther in my house. I showed it on Afterburner. He did show the I Panther was going to zoom it in there. On the, I was going to do the slow push into the, what the fuck is going on? Um, so that's still sitting there from when Z look brought it on. Look, look, there it is over his shoulder. There it is. So that's a pan. I thought it was a bear at first. I'm like, oh, it's still. I thought it was a house cat that was just shaded, and then I'm like, oh no, that's okay. And what is that from? That is a statue from the Florida Panthers given to you. Ninety five, ninety six Stanley Cup run for going to the conference champions. And you were pissed at the time. You told the story last night. The twenty six k. Come on, twenty six grand. Let's go buy beer for my buddies all summer. Yeah, maybe a boat. And now that you're, you know, 
nearly 30 years removed from that. Get myself are you, a fishing vessel. Are you happier with... Uh, I'm much happier okay. with that $400. Yeah. Look at him. <laughs> I don't know how you can even relax sitting there. Guys, I'll yeah. think I'll back. He's used to Anyone else would be scared. You got to get us a, a video. You used to scare my kids. You spun them last night on the show. We spin yeah. them around. He spins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A video of what? He, does, he doesn't have a name for it either, which I think is ridiculous. It's a panther, yeah. It's not a stuffy. Yeah. Huh. He loves cats, eh? Love cats, eh? Big fan. Um, so it, just uh, Eastern Stanics one more time there, Alex. Sorry, we kind of got off on a little uh, whatever you panther do, the tangent, tangent, I suppose. Uh, is there anybody in the East? If you, Buffalo gets in, we're all in. And look at the games they got left. No one else has three. I don't know that I can do Florida because... Kachuk stuck it in or took us. There's a lot and of left scar town. tissue there, yeah. Sam Ben, you know, it's, it's hard. So if, Flor- if Buffalo And I don't like the in, Islanders. Screw the Islanders. What about Boston? Uh, it's front running. So it's what? kind of front running. It's front running, but it's... The Leafs everyone hates. Who, who don't you like on the Boston Bruins other than Jack Edwards? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I love well, Garnet. Who don't you it's like? It's weird how we've come around on Marchand, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's it won 180 player. from like five years ago. Licking people, and you're like, this asshole. Did you see what he did the other night? Knocked the stick out of the guy's hands. There's just, the play's coming up the ice, and he's there. He just kind of takes a stick and whacks, and the fucking guy's stick goes flying. It's like, this guy's a, he's a dirt ball 24-7. Yeah. And wouldn't it be something if the Islanders missed after that Bo Horvat post game you showed on Boomer's yeah. Best of the Weekend? Bo. Oh, there was two games Now they were left. saying, Clarity. He's like, oh, it's better here than in Vancouver. It was apparently a lot of shot at the fans or the players, more so the ownership and just how the team's been run. Oh, so fair. Yeah. Well, would you like to be playing out meaningless hockey for the last half of the season or in a playoff chase? I, I understand what he was saying. We all love Roddy Brindamore. Yeah. Can we do Carolina? Can we do the well, Rangers? Well, you're a big stats guy. That's so, one of the biggest stats teams out there. City's so boring. I can't cheer for Carolina. Rangers will be fun. I'll tell you that. Rangers are, I'm okay with Rangers. That first round series of the Devils. I'm Oof. cheering for Florida. I already said. So you guys pick your own teams. I'm Panthers all the way. Let's no, go. No guarantee it's going to be Devils Rangers either, right? Well, look at Carolina. You said they'd lost one in a row. It says three right there they've lost. No, I said the Devils have lost oh, okay. one. Okay. Yeah, no, it's the Carolina. A tough go. Winnipeg, Nashville. All of a sudden, I think it's supposed to be sewn up. Now they might have to go play the Rangers in round one. Of course, we know Alex is still all in with Ottawa. Of course. Maybe that's where I'll go. Yeah, one game left, and yeah, I don't know how that's going to work for them. I'd be very happy if the Islanders just slide right out. Just slide Why? right Pittsburgh? out. Pittsburgh? Uh, give me Buffalo! Some, give no, me no, Pittsburgh. No, the barn in, 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 with the Islanders would be way more exciting. They're than so the, boring, though. No, not, not the goalie. fans get into it. Pittsburgh's the shits. What about Berkey? What about Berkey? Berkey. In Pittsburgh. Berkey would come on our show and give like tell us we're idiots. I don't need yeah. to support Berkey. Don't know that he was Remember wrong. when he left and you're like, hey, maybe we'll call Berkey. The caller is not being <laughs> Oh dear. What yeah, that's uh, weird. That's weird. We Got talked every goes. week for a couple of years there. I thought there was hmm. shame. Well, I'm done with I'm done with I'm a I'm a media guy now. Yeah. Job offer? See ya. But you'd be the same way. Yes. Oh, in a heartbeat. I, I, I can't believe my phone's not ringing. 
Isn't it weird? If they want honesty down there. Jasper Travel, before we go, wanted we talked about it, I think, briefly yesterday. Marmot Basin wide open up in Jasper mm. until the 1st of May. Warmer temperatures, drinks on the patio, the escape car, those half-price lift tickets in effect all year. And I uh, kind of alluded to it. Introducing Marmot Basin Cirque, a vast and impressive new terrain above the tree line with bowls and shoots. Bowls and shoots. Some bowls like some and shoots. Maybe some double blacks, Dean. It's big time. Woo. No, you're not talking be- rodeo. Bowls and shoots. No, no. Not bowls and shoots. Bowls and shoots never before accessible to the public. The terrain, magnificent. The views, incredible. Mm. And the skiing and snowboarding is second to none. Jasper, think about your spring plans and like do it now, right? With the skiing for Take sure. But then think spring, spring and into the summer. The Sky Tram is open. Your summer camping trip, reserve your, your spot, front or back country, canoeing, rafting. It's lovely. I'm looking at this trail map. There's some good terrain out there. Yeah, did you see it? It's on the uh, Cirque. Mm. Marmoot Base and Cirque. Click Venture on. Beyond. Double with Black. Right Jasper there. Tourism. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday. Oh, biggest game of the year. Game biggest day. Game, must win game. Biggest yep. game of the year. San Jose Sharks. Well, it's, no, you got to go back to Markstrom. It'll be 23 well, of his last 24. we're going. I mean. Yeah, we're going. There'll be a lot of people excited to see you, right? Yeah, I'm going to get to absolutely. Coronado get in? I hope so. That's not an Pelche get, get yes, in? Yes, Pelche's got him. Rizichka, please. Now, again, these all seem like very logical. Simple, yeah. Darryl, questions and answers. Daryl, this is your last chance to make a good impression. <laughs> I'd even say, like, I, would anyone be surprised if Chris Tanev we announce an injury and he doesn't play tomorrow? Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, I, like Stone or Gilbert, someone. You know what? And it, as you sit here, and it sounds like like backpedaling, but you know what? There's there's good people over there, right? It's good. This whole, if if you get, I just when you were going through all those numbers about one goal losses and this and that, goaltending power if, play. If it goes the other way earlier on in the season and you're getting more wins, then maybe moods are better and maybe things you get along with each other more and road trips and uh, everything changes with some extra wins and it it just doesn't seem right to be sitting here with the season. Wasted. It feels like a wasted season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for Daryl and for Brad and all these guys to be, for this to be the, this is, these are the goalposts we're using to measure you as a coach or a GM or a hockey person. It just, it almost feels unfair with how awful this season has been. And I, you know what? I, they were the second or third health, most healthy team. Mm-hmm. In terms of man games. I think only one or two teams had fewer man games lost. Tanev would have missed 10 or 11, and Shillington missed the whole year. Other than that, almost nothing. Yeah, so if you take the Shillington stuff, because I was looking, you had Anderson miss three games for getting hit by a fucking truck. You got to be careful with that. Hannafin was sick for a game, and Uyghur was sick for a game, and then it was Tanev, and Huberto had to take a shit. Not for nothing. Could be the last time you see the big D behind a bench anywhere. It's crazy to think, man. That's a good point. I didn't see it. Uh, I just didn't see it going this no way. Not did. that I thought. Again, I didn't think they I were did. getting in here over you the last two, three weeks. That's different than saying they're going to miss. But at the start of the season, I did say they would Nick, too. I, five. Well, I'm good at that, though. I said both. Five and one start. Cadre looked like a great fit. Captain. 
Cadre Magic Patty and Dube. This line's gonna take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Do we want to get a guest for tomorrow? Bring somebody else in to talk some shit so it's not just us for two solid hours. Point the finger. Flamethrowing people. We could. Who would we want? Well, we'll get some clarity on some playoff matchups tomorrow. DM, DM us who you want for a guest. Yeah, that's right. And with your bids for the final table at the... Uh, Send us your guest picks in the DMs. Would you? That'd be great. Yeah. We, will, uh, we will see you tomorrow, buddies. And a reminder, check in on that auction. Last team for the draft this Friday. That's get right. in there. It closes tomorrow at a show. Oilers suck, but maybe not as much as... See ya. Stay strong, Red. Don't waver now.